showtime. to the Rosie and Bill show. Our guest this week is a very talented and versatile actress who's appeared on HSN and QVC and most recently in the powerful HBO miniseries Mayor of Easttown. Please welcome to the Rosie and Bill show one of our hometown favorites Connie Giordano. Connie welcome <laughs> to the show. Hi how are you it's nice to see you both. We are doing great we're really happy to have a a local star here today. Oh, and I want on. to tell you something, Connie, I, when I was looking online, you know, at your website and everything, mm -hmm. I first saw your picture and I was like, oh my God, is that Mariska Hargitay? Do oh. you ever get that? You guys could be related. I think I heard that. Uh, I do think I've heard that once before. She's, I mean, I love her. I was a big fan of SVU and she, you know, thank you very much. That's an incredible compliment to me. Well, she is stunning and so are you. So there you go. Oh, thank you. That's kind of you. Now, I always like to ask our guests this because we kind of like to know the evolution of things. Mm -hmm. When you were little, when did you first know that you wanted to be an actress? Was there a definitive moment or was it just something that evolved? Yeah, well, I mean, I when I think back on it, because I feel like I've been doing it, you know, since I was born. But um, when I was about, I, I was about eight or nine years old. There were, there were. I just remember there were two shows that my parents took me and my sisters to in Philadelphia at the. Um, I think one was the Forest. We went to see a production of The King and I. And it was actually with Yul Brenner still. That's how old I am. And um, I just remember being mesmerized, you know. And then later that same year, we were actually at the Three Little Bakers in Delaware. And we went to see um, The Sound of Music. And I just remember just falling in love with Maria and the whole, everyone up on stage in front of me. And so I've pretty much been performing ever since. You know, my sister and I... Um, did all the shows in school and talent shows and then the plays and then high school and then we started doing community theater. And, you know, it just took off from there, but it's pretty much, yeah, I've been in my blood my whole life. <laughs> do you sing too? I do, you know, I, I really grew up doing musical theater. Um, since I, I guess in my um, early twenties when I moved to New York and I started pursuing theater as a profession, with the exception of a couple shows, I really um, started to really gravitate more towards a comedy and drama with straight plays, I guess you can call them, rather than musical theater. But uh, along the way, I actually used to sing in the band here and there. And, uh, you know, it's something I enjoy. It's almost more of a hobby, um, but I, I certainly would never um, shy away from an opportunity if I could combine, you know, both both of those, uh, those God-given uh, talents, you know? Um, I still, I still love it. I, I still, I still listen to Barbara Streisand <laughs> and 
any any Broadway tune I can hear on my Alexa, I do. So, you know. It, but, it would be nice when that starts back up when when Broadway. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I've, I've been, I've, I think, and I have a lot of actor friends that feel the same way. There's only so many shows on Zoom you can watch, you know. I, I, I did end up subscribing to the um, Royal Shakespeare, or not Royal, the um, London Theater online that um, it's basically the, the West End and the, and the London version of Broadway and been watching shows that have been popular for the last few years. And, but, you know, there's just nothing like being there, you know, live. Definitely. There's an energy that you can't match with yes. any camera or video uh, for that. Yes. Getting I back to, you mentioned you went to New York to pursue mm -hmm. theater. Did mm -hmm. you go to college for, did you get your MFA and were, were your, family supportive of that choice for you? So it's funny that you asked that because when I was an undergrad, I went to um, Muhlenberg in Allentown for um, undergrad and I wanted to be a theater major. They have a, an incredible program there. Um, but my older sister was a struggling artist. She's a, a fine artist. She's an illustrator and a painter. And she was a struggling um, artist herself in her in her early twenties, and, and my father said, "No way, you're not going to be another art major." So I was a, I actually ended up being a communications major, and I just took all the acting classes. So, but I learned a little few other skills along the way. You know, it's funny. Um, so uh, I basically felt like I learned how to write as a communications major, and I did a little of uh, all the other mediums at the time. It was radio and television and film. You know, I had to make a short film, I had to do a commercial, I had to do a radio spot, so a little bit of all of that. But the biggest takeaway I ever got from it was I feel like I learned how to write, which I did apply later. I worked for some local papers and uh, was a theater reviewer for a while. But so it wasn't actually till I was uh, older, I was in my late 20s, I had been in New York about eight years and I decided to go back for the MFA while I was there. For the training, I didn't feel that I had finished, you know, I felt like I, I did have kind of a pivotal moment where I was, you know, I decided this is it, I'm in this for life. So I said, well, I might as well go and go all the way when it comes to school, to, you know, so that I would always have that, that background and that confidence in, in the, the, the real training. And I'm thrilled that I did that. I really am. I, I feel like it, uh, it gave me what I, what I needed. Now, both of you just used an acronym MFA. So for our viewers who may not know, that is? Sure. Master of Fine Arts. Uh, it was a two-year program. I went to um, City University of New York, which was, is in Brooklyn. And it was basically a three-year program packed into two years. And it was a it was an outstanding program, and I, last I heard, their reputation nationwide is that they you get the most bang for your buck from the school, and it really did because you were required. They had uh, two very large uh, subscription theaters on the campus that the Bro Brooklyn community subscribed to, so you were basically in school all day, um, and then rehearsal at night and performing at night and on the weekends, you know, and then you fit the homework in here and there. I mean, I remember some of those nights were a bear trying to study theater history and then, you know, go, go perform at eight o'clock. Yeah, but like that, that. doesn't that just sound like to me, that just sounds like a dream, like I like to be able to, to study and then know you're going to go to rehearsal at night and perform. like that's just sounds like the best. Absolutely. Um, it, it really, it really was. Um, and that's, it's great that you put it that way because it was, and for me, the, the, um, the, the reality of that dream came 
the first time that I went on stage uh, where I actually was paid, <laughs> which wasn't that long ago. <laughs> you know, most of the time they're like, you have to pay us. You know, what do you mean you want to get paid? You know, believe it or not, especially on stage. And I, I was uh, doing a play up at the Montgomery Theater in, in Souderton, PA, where I got my uh, equity card in. So I was there at 10 in the morning. You know, I, le I had left my day job of the, of the time. And uh, I, was, I, I went there, I was there at 10 o'clock in the morning for the first time ever. Usually, you know, you go in at seven or eight, at eight o'clock at night to rehearse or perform. And I'm like, so this is what it's like. <laughs> you know, I loved it. You know, I was like, wow, this is like a job. It was really cool. Hi, you just talked about, you know, going back to college and then getting that first gig where you said they paid you. Mm -hmm. And how would you describe that journey along the way from, from those college days to, to now? You know, I know this sounds cliche, Bill, but um, it's all about the journey, man. <laughs> it, it really, uh, it is, it's a, it's a very difficult um, career and I, I'm sure you guys can relate as, as artists yourselves it's you know there's a lot of, of waiting there's a lot of time in between your projects and you know you have to you have to find a way to to fill that time you know um, and you have to try to have a, a personal life on top of it and it's it, it's it is challenging and it, it's it's um it's not for everyone and um, there's a lot of rejection I mean I joke around I say you know my skin is so thick you can drive nails through it I've heard no and been rejected so many times. So it's, it's something that you, I think you have to really, um, you have to have the grit for it. You can't, it's not just the passion, not just the love of it. You have to have that grit to be able to endure. And, but, um, but, but frankly, for me, the biggest thing um, that's held me through all this is my, my faith in, 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 in God. He, I, I really feel that if I didn't have that in my life, I don't know if I would have even made it this far. You know, I, it's, uh, yeah, I think you have to have something that sustains you. And, and for me, that's my, my faith. And I, I'm very grateful that I'm, I'm now, for the first time, I'm really seeing blessings that have been cultivating for years now. Yeah, you've been building the energy without realizing that just that work and that effort and that part of the journey eventually will show itself if you keep yes. at it and, and are, are ready for it. Mm -hmm. With that in mind, you said it's not for everybody, <laughs> which we know, right? Yes. yes. Would you say that there have been some pretty big sacrifices you've had to make and would you make them again? Uh, in a word, yes, I have made a lot of sacrifices. Um, I would do it again in a minute. And when I say sacrifices, I mean everything from, you know, annual vacations where I would see my friends going to Europe every year and I was waiting tables and all my money went to headshots and um, auditions <laughs> and, you know, trying to pay rent. And so I think you're I, living I, a parallel life. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's the life of an artist. You know, mm. I, I mean, I, my, my sister used to joke about some of my apartments in Manhattan. You know, I mean, I had one one apartment where the shower was in the kitchen. And the, <laughs> the bathroom was a water closet, literally on the other side of the kitchen. So, you know, so, you know, your, your lifestyle is, is something that you have to accept that you're, you're not, it's, there's, it's so rare that anyone has any early success, you know, it, it is rare. 
it may not seem like it because of what we see on television and what we hear from Hollywood, but most artists, you know, don't have that immediate success and, and, and anything else that goes along with it. Um, and, and also, you know, you do, you, you have to learn how to not sacrifice your personal relationships. You know, I mean, I, I, I God bless him. I had a boyfriend in my twenties who he knew that if Hollywood called, I would be gone in a minute, you know, and I don't know why he stayed with me for so long because <laughs> that was just, it consumed me. And, you know, that I, in a way I do regret because, um, I don't know how healthy that is. You know, like I said before, you, you do have to have a life, you know? Um, but overall, I do not regret any of it because all those steps, all those choices brought me to where I am now. I'm, I'm certainly not saying I'm some raving success now, okay. but I am um, very grateful for the opportunities that I've had. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm still in it and still moving forward and still pursuing it. So in my, in my eyes, I feel very wealthy in that regard, you know? And if I may, I just, I need to jump in here. Um, Please. I, I've been listening <laughs> to the two of you ha have this discussion. I think Rosie talked about the parallel lives. Mm -hmm. And I just need to say something to, to both of you. And, and that is that I have the utmost respect for what you've both done, because as I'm listening to you tell your story, Connie, I, I took a couple of decade detour because I did the jobs that you're supposed to do and the things you're supposed to do mm -hmm. rather than what you love to do. So I just commend the two of you for always pursuing your dream. You're both incredibly talented and Aww. there are a lot more blessings to come for both of you. But mm -hmm. I just want to say that I'm, I'm proud of you both. I respect you both. And I just think it's great for people to have role models out there to see that you, you know, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. It takes sacrifice, Yeah. but you keep going and good things will happen. And I think that's why for me, starting almost 30 years, chapter two later, my motto is never too late. And you guys, it's never give up, just keep going. So anyway, I'll, I just, I just needed to throw that out there. Uh, you know, I really appreciate that bill. And, and, and I, I, I have to say that I understand that. And I do think that the artistic life is one that you can start at different stages in your life. And honestly, I took some of those detours too, you know, I mean, you feel pressure from, you know, your family or just your peers to, you know, why, when are you going to get a real job? And, mm -hmm. you know, gee, I really would like to have my own home now. I don't want to keep renting a little closet, you know, in the city. I understand that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think everybody's path is unique. And I actually had an Oscar winner say, to my class, to me and my class years ago, he said, one of the great things about acting is you can leave and come back. And so I, I do think that applies to all of this. I really do, you know, because what we do is so, um, it's, it's so subjective to who's, who's your audience and or, or who's your fans or whatever, you know what I mean? So I, I don't see anything, I don't see, think there's any hard, fast rule to any of it. But I do agree with you that you have to keep going. You have to pursue it. You know, you, you can't ever rest, even if you take those detours, as long as you're moving forward, you know? Right, doing something yeah. productive. Yes. So I want to go back to that advice because you said a lot of great things. Oh. What would the younger you have needed possibly that you know now that could have maybe got you to where you wanted to get faster? 
Um, I think more of a business sense, Rosie. I, um, you know, I've learned and I say, I tell students this, I do coach once in a while and I used to teach at a couple of the local colleges, one in Delco. Actually. Um, and I, I tell them because I, I made this mistake and I think a lot of young actors do this. We all go into it in a very personal way, right? And I mean, I used to say, I want to be the next Al Pacino. You know, I want to I want to be like Robert De Niro. I want to be like Meryl Streep. You know, people don't look at me and say that's the next Meryl Streep. You know, I learned a long time ago that I have much more of a, a commercial look. Um, and but I used to I used to do monologues in some of my auditions from the French Lieutenant's Woman. <laughs> I mean, that's not me at all. But I thought it was a rich, you know, great monologue, very dramatic and. And what my point is, is that you have to start with your look. You have to choose, you have to pursue the roles that you would naturally easily be cast in. And that's what I mean by business sense is that's the business of, of acting. Um, it might sound superficial, but it's, 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 it comes with the territory, it's true. You know, I had, I had a teacher um, tell me this years ago Judy Lee Vivier, she was an incredible teacher from Brooklyn College. And um, she said, you know, start with your look. And then once you get your foot in the door, then you can show them your range, you know? Mm -hmm. But you, and so that, that business sense, I definitely wish I had developed earlier. And then everything that goes around that, which everybody seems to be really good at today, especially millennials, like branding and social media presence. And I mean, I'm told you, you gotta have at least 500 followers. I'm like, what? I'm like, what does that have to do with me getting the part? You know? Right, right. But, but yeah. that's, the, that's the business sense today, you know? And you may not like it, but hmm. you have to learn it. You absolutely have to learn it. So that I would advise uh, the young actors today, absolutely. Connie, that is such great advice. I mean, to really know who you are, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. really, and accept it. Like, don't fight it. Right. And don't right. worry about getting right. stereotyped. Worry about getting cast. And then, you, like you said, then you can. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a quick true story that, that really illustrates this point. I have a friend that I went to college with. We were both in New York at the same time. We worked in the same little theater on 13th Street in the West Village. And the last time I saw him, before I saw him on television years later, was he was um, in a play in that theater where he played a terrorist. He had a bomb strapped to his chest and through the whole play. He is Iranian-American, very handsome, very talented guy. But he... That was the last play he did when he said, that's it, I'm changing my name. I'm tired, like I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, he said he was tired of this typecast thing. This was, you know, in the early nineties, right? Like around the time um, the first World Trade Center bombing had happened. So it was around like 94, 95. So he changed his name. He gave himself an Italian stage name, moved to California. Didn't he end up on 24 about two years later as a terrorist? <laughs> and that's how he made his mark. And now he's, he's, he's been working ever since. He was just on Broadway in Oslo. I mean, you know, 
And so he, you know, he, and I tell him the story because he used to say to me, no, I did this film and, I, and he, I won't mention the film, but I'm like, nobody ever heard of that film. No, I'm like, they know you because you were on 24 because of your look, you know? And now he, you know, he's all, he's on, been on so many television shows. I can't even count anymore. So he, he, he's a perfect example. You can't fight your look, you know, everybody has a, a type. And well, if you don't know what your type is, you ask your friends. Who do I look like? Who do I, who do I remind you of? That's how you figure it out. Well, and Connie, I want to thank you for that. And, and before I ask you my next question, I just I just want to let you know that now that I I, I know my look tomorrow, I'll, I'll be looking <laughs> into some gigs on radio. So, uh... No, 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 no. I know, I know your type already, Bill. You get good at it. You know, you do get good at it. So. We'll, we'll talk. All right, <laughs> we'll yeah, talk yeah. because I, I I gave him some of my input on how I thought he might get cast. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what. what okay, yeah, doing. yeah, and and if Dolph Lundgren has anything to do with it, I'm open. Anyway, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> back in the nineties, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's he's way too old now. Okay, so. <laughs> So here's my question for you, and, and it's just so great to, to me just having the opportunity to talk about all the things we've talked about. But one other thing that we really want to talk about is, is obviously Mayor of Easttown. But before we talk about the show, mm -hmm. there's another aspect of it, especially given everything you've shared with us thus far. And that is, can you talk about the process and the experience of how you went about getting the role that you got? And more importantly, what was your reaction when you found out you would land at the role? <laughs> sure. Um, it's a fun little story, too. Uh, so you I sounded obviously... like Adelaide from Guys and Dolls there for a second. Sure. Sure. <laughs> well, I have played, I've played the blonde many times. Whereas, yeah, I have a, um, I have about three blonde wigs. And um, so that voice I have used on stage a few times. <laughs> oh, well, what do you know? Yes. Um, anyway, sorry. Flashback. Um, Love it. <laughs> uh, so I was actually, I, I think you'll appreciate this, Bill. I auditioned for it and I did not hear back for weeks. And I didn't have that many details around it. All I knew was it was a show on HBO coming to Philly. Um, I don't even remember if I knew, like if Kate Winslet was in, I don't even think I knew that. But um and I didn't hear anything. I didn't get a call back, which is typically, you know, when, when they're considering you, they will call you back to come in and read again. And I remember I had about a day and a half notice for this, for the, the my audition and um, so to prepare a couple scenes. And I remember I was having my father for dinner the night before, so I didn't have that much time to prepare. So I remember I was up very late the night before trying to work on it. And uh, so I didn't hear for weeks. Um, and I just thought I didn't get it because that's typical. And I was literally on my way down to Philadelphia for a new day job that I had just started because I had to pay the bills. You know, I work, uh, I've worked in, in and out of the pharmaceutical industry my whole life, um, mostly in marketing. And so I was starting another one of those day jobs because I, I needed to. And I was sitting in the traffic on 76 at about 7.30 in the morning. And I got an email that popped up on my phone, which of course I didn't have in my hand. And it said, congratulations, you've been cast, blah, blah, blah. And I just started screaming in the car. <laughs> I just started screaming. And I was in, in traffic too. I remember like, look. <laughs> but, so, and I was very excited. That's perfectly normal being on the Schuylkill screaming in your car. Uh, <laughs> and you know, the traffic, the rush hour to Philly, it's like Manhattan. I mean, it took me about an hour and a half. And it was my first day 
at this new job. And I had to sit in a meeting for about four hours, no oh. lie, with a group of people I had just met and they were telling me all about how I was gonna help them with the, their whole plans for the next year. And I'm just sitting there on my hands because I didn't know any real details. All I knew was that it was starting in a couple of weeks and then I was, you know, cast in this TV show. And I was just, I remember like looking out the window, like if I jump out now, you know, it was, it was killing me. But, you know, I had to be professional, of course. So I stayed there and the people were lovely. I ended up working for a few weeks because I wasn't starting for like, it ended up being like six weeks later or something. So, um, but yeah, so that was torture that morning, I remember. But of course I was wow. you know, over the moon, over the moon, yeah. I bet you wanted to just tell someone. I know. Well, I was lucky. I did get my sister on the phone in the car on the way down. She's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You know, so I did get to share some excitement for about two minutes. And then I'm like, I gotta go, I'm parking now. <laughs> and on top of it all, Connie, you were working in your hometown. How exciting and fun was that? Ah, I love that short commute. That's for sure. <laughs> that was brilliant. Um, you know, but it's funny. Actually, we were all over. Um, I We did film in Phoenixville. So that was nice a couple times. I was actually out right near Thorndale. Uh, in, um, we were at the big football stadium at, uh, I think it was the Coatesville High School. That's where I went to high school. Yes, yes. I remember it was a beautiful fall day. And I actually ended up on the cutting room floor for that scene, <laughs> which also happens. Um but I remember it was a beautiful day. Uh, we were in um, in Media and Springfield and Bethlehem, actually. So we were all over the place. Um, but it was so much fun. I mean, and then seeing like there's a shot uh, in the couple episodes uh, that were from Phoenixville, and I'm like, oh, that's Nudie's, the diner that I go to breakfast. You know, that's great. It's, it's exciting to see that kind of thing. You know, obviously, it's it's great that it took place locally, and like you said, you had a great commute and. I've watched all seven episodes and oh, cool. a lot of great performances, including you. Oh, thanks. And, but I do have to ask uh, uh, Patty a question, if I could, or actually maybe <laughs> share a comment uh, with you. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> it has to do with your husband. Mm -hmm. um, there's a scene, I want to give too much away for those who haven't seen it, but a gallon of milk crashes through a window. Yeah. Um, in Kate Winslet's house and, and yeah. she or mayor's house and she looks out the window as the tires screech away mm -hmm. with the company name on the van going to throw something through a window you don't, who could don't, that be I mean you need to talk to your husband number one and number two your I daughter control that temper your, your daughter's got an attitude she clearly got it from her father not from you I know. Okay, so I just I just wanted to share those those couple of thoughts with you because you clearly have your hands full, Patty. You really do. And, and my daughter. I know. My daughter. Uh, you know, and what happened down there by the creek, that was that was unacceptable down there, you know, by the water. But I love it. <laughs> and, As and you guys are talking, I'm I I'm listening to how you said daughter, and I'm thinking, how do I say it? <laughs> I'm from this area. How do I say it? But it's funny. And then, as soon as you start to, you know, when you hear it from other people, then you then you start to really notice it. It's true. Well, that was it's, it's dialect that was actually the only kind of minor issue that I had uh, with mm -hmm. the series. And I I have to bring it up. And I mm -hmm. actually 
mentioned it a little bit in the introduction when I talked about how you're one of our hometown favorites. <laughs> I, that was the one time when, I don't know, I just feel like it was a little bit over, the, it was almost like, wait, are they, are they in Canada? Where does a hometown, what, what is that yeah. all about? And then it was even a Saturday Night Live skit. I know. <laughs> I know. You know, I think part of it is because we're from this area. So we're going to be sensitive to it. I, I understand what you're saying. And I have heard that from other people. So, uh, you know, I, I guess it depends on where you're from. Some people yeah. will be like, what are you talking about? It doesn't bother me. But so it, I guess it really depends on where you're from. But I understand what you're saying. And I have heard that before. Um, I do think <clears throat> kudos to Kate, who has such a strong British accent. Oh. You know, I, uh, people yeah. have said that an American accent is difficult. But then to layer this on top of it and... You know, she she you can hear her anytime you want. She's the voice of the Lexus commercials. So to to hear to watch an episode and then hear her on the commercial right afterwards, it's you know it's a little jarring. So yeah, it's, um, and you also have the actress that played her daughter. I believe she's from Australia. You've got Guy Pierce. So you, you've got yes. a lot of people uh, learning Delco and speaking Delco, so to speak. And again, I just. I'm making light of it that that doesn't take away anything from the incredible performances and the incredible plot twists all the way up until the end. Wow. I know. I know, which is what I, I loved about it. When I started reading it, I thought, man, I'm in for a treat because I, I just thought the writing was was so rich. And that's, of course, a testament to Brad Inglesby, the writer. Uh, just I, it was such a it was such a treat to have such good material to work with. You know, I mean, and I especially Kate's character is, is just layered with so many tragic flaws, but you still love her. And that's what I think is just amazing about, about the writing, you know, and everyone, every character, you see these, these layers, these tragic flaws. And, you know, you really, I think people really could relate for that reason. I mean, I understand there's like a Facebook, Del, Del, Mayor of East Town Facebook page now and people chat about the characters still and talk about you know what they think of what happened here and what they did and what she said and so I, it, that amazes me that people can relate to it that much i i love that okay we'll see you at 7 30. right thank you hey patty hey mayor hey table for two no uh is brianna waitress in tonight yeah can you get her for me please sure what for? Just bring her out here. Okay. Well, and I Do you think, think that will be laundry. come back again, or is it that's it? So you know, people have asked me that. It was presented as a limited series, um, and I, you know, I do know that this this took years to write. Uh, you know, this was not, certainly not an overnight project. So um, I think if Brad would consider something like that, uh, I, I think he would only do it if he was going to do it justice and that's gonna take time. I would be thrilled, you know, I'm sure he's been approached about it already because if it's trickled down to me, then I'm sure he's been hearing it, you know, since the first episode. So it would be wonderful. Um, but I, I, you know, as far as I know, I, there's, there's no talk of it as of now, you know, it would be wonderful, but. I guess we'll have to just tune in, wait and see. Well, Connie, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you know, Bill you. and I write questions down and, and what inevitably happens is it just turns into a, a fun conversation. And that certainly applies here. 
it's been such a great pleasure to get to know you and hear about your career and, and how you came up and what you're doing now. And we wish you all the best. Oh, thank you so much. And right back at you. Likewise, I, I, I read on your website about your show, about how you love to, to tell positive stories. And I just love that. So kudos to you guys. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. And folks, we thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.